0: You are listening to the iFanboy Pick of the Week podcast, episode 304, brought to you by New York Comic Con. Hey, welcome to the iFanboy.com Pick of the Week podcast. This is episode 304. I am – why are you laughing already? What happened? Episode 304, also known as the end of this month. (laughs) <laughs> so, listen. As soon as I finish reading Superman, I, we're gonna, the show's gonna be a little delayed. I still have another two pages to go, so like an hour and a half. Just guys, hang on, listeners. Just read something in silence. I am Josh Flanagan. I am here with Ron Richards. I am relieved. <laughs> and, I don't know why that made me laugh. <laughs> and Connor Kilpatrick, who's I'm delighted. On a box. <laughs> yes. Connor's standing on a box, as far yes, as I sorry. understand. <laughs> on a box. Uh dot is our website. That's that's where we put this podcast. So if you don't know about that, but you know about this, that's weird. Uh, we like comics. That's why we started the website and the podcast. We read a bunch of them every week. Uh, we read our stacks. God, I hope it's not like this forever. And uh, we pick the best of the week. We call that the pick of the week. A review goes up on the site. We come here. We talk about it for 10 to 12 minutes usually. <laughs> that's you know just to be specific. And then we talk about the other books and, and and other stuff. But really we're just talking about the other books this week and then for the last three weeks. Next week though – Back to normal is what I'm saying. Finally, oh, thank God! Just a regular week. Before we get going, there will be a reminder. We're going to talk about what happened in every single book. We're going to we're going to spoil. We listen. We we're going to spoil stuff you didn't even know could be spoiled. You'd be like, I read that. I didn't even know what happened. Damn you! We're spoiling it all. So if you haven't read your books, read them and come back. Or honestly, it, it's fine. Just, just you'll be fine. You can't ruin that, which isn't that good. <laughs> oh, I'm throwing out a gauntlet. I think we should do this early more often. Ron, you had the pick this week, and, and you, there must have been, well, maybe I should pick a different week. Oh, I don't know. Maybe it shouldn't be DC. <laughs> okay.
1: Week four, the dregs. So we, yes. Yeah, so. so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, week four of the DC Comics <laughs> relaunch, the last week, and finally, and I gotta be honest, this, this is the closest to being broken I've ever become. <laughs> it's just like. <laughs> it's a lot. It's a lot of reading. It's a lot. It's a lot of reading. It's a lot of cr- crossing genres. It's a lot of money spent. It's a lot of. I didn't read every book DC put out in the first place. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I keep coming back to. I'm just like... How did I get roped into this? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's just like, damn you, Jim Lee and Dan DiDio, It worked. <laughs> it's not fair. No but, um, no, but with delight, I finally read the last 13 books to come out from DC. And, and as, we, as we were talking uh, during the week, this, this was probably the weakest of the weeks. Um, And we'll get into that as we go through the whole stack. But it It was was, good stuff. But on the whole, yeah, it was good stuff. But it was it was it was the extremes. There was some good stuff and there was some bad stuff. But we'll we'll get to that. But ultimately, um, you know, and the thing is, is that it's when you have the listen, listen when you have the pick of the week, (laughs) and (laughs) you've had four weeks of DC books picked before you. It's real hard not to be to be like, well, I'm just I'm just not gonna pick a DC book, you know what I mean? Just to be contrarian in that regard. Maybe maybe for you it's hard. Right. (laughs) No, but I'm just saying that's my whole thing. well, Well, my whole thing was that I tried I tried not to be a contrarian. I tried to I tried to not you know eliminate DC just because of that. And I also tried not to bump up other books, you know, because like I didn't want to artificially do it. I wanted to stick to our mandate, which is the book that I enjoyed the most this week. And the thing is, is that throughout the whole entire DC relaunch, I have been waiting with bated breath for The Flash number one. You um, love The Flash. I love The Flash. And as I wrote in the review on iFanboy.com, which you can go read, actually, Connor, I harkened back to to your um, post back in August when, you were talking, when we were talking about the books we were most excited for. And you talked about Justice League. And you said, you, you, you need a good Justice League book. You need mm-hmm. this book to be good, right? Yes. And that's exactly how, when I read that line, I said yes. But in my head, I was thinking of The Flash. And that I, I, The Flash is my DC character. I don't know why. I don't know if it's because I watched the TV show with John Wesley Shipp in the early 90s. I don't know if it's because it was the first single character ongoing that I collected. Um, the first DC book I collected was JLA. But then beyond that, I, I went to The Flash and then a Green Lantern. I don't know why I connect with this character. Maybe it's because I'm fat. I don't know. And I move slow. I don't know. It's whoosh fulfillment. Yeah, exactly. It possibly is, but for, there's su- Did for you some say reason, whoosh fulfillment. Whoosh fulfillment. <laughs> whoosh. It's the wow.
2: noise
0: he makes when he runs. Whoosh. Yeah. That's not the noise he makes when he runs. <laughs> <laughs> it's sort of a low wheeze.
1: <laughs> but regardless- hold on. But regardless, I make the same noise. <laughs> but regardless, I, you know, I don't have I don't have a, a super affinity to Wally West or to Barry Allen. I like them both. I see their values. But for some reason, you throw a guy in that red costume with the lightning bolt on his chest, and I'm there. I'm just totally there. And unless it was that relaunch. Well, well, yeah, we, we, we as was the last – I forget. The well-documented 2006, 2007 years of The Flash, which I, which I have to say, and I mentioned this in my review, if there's any positive byproduct of this relaunch is that Wally West's kids do not exist anymore. Woo! You're not kidding. <laughs> I know. I could figure out any other
0: way to do it. Wow, I hadn't thought of that. That's great. <laughs> this whole thing was just to get rid of the kids. We exactly. went a little overboard, but got the job done. Mark Waite's still pissed off. Mission accomplished.
1: (laughs) You make one mistake. So going into this week, The Flash was coming out, and it was – so I'm very excited for it. Flash my favorite book. Please be good. Please be good. But there was a little trepidation because whereas uh, previously we had Jeff Johns and Francis Manipal on The Flash, which started out really strong and ended kind of with a whimper into Flashpoint, was riddled with delays and things like that. This uh, new series of The Flash is uh, co-written by Francis Manipal and his colorist, Brian Buccaletto. Uh, Bucolato, And they're doing the art chores. They're doing the entire book. And we haven't seen the best track record at DC with the writer-artists <laughs> Situation. We'll, we'll be the, talking about that later. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so several times. So with so a, with a little bit of concern to go into it. But the thing is, is that there is a long history of writer artist creators. I mean, you know, Will Eisner, Jeff Smith. You know, like there are Frank people. Miller. Out, Frank Miller. Yeah, there are people out there who do it. So it's not that insane to have an artist to have an artist be writing the book as well. If anything, it allows for a total singular vision in terms of what they're doing. Um, and I th- really think that while um, Manipal and um, Bucolato shouldn't be heralded for their writing yet. Like there was some clear, you know, like they got to figure out dialogue and stuff like that. This was, the, the the entire package was what I would want out of a Flash book. It was fun. It was fast paced. It was, um, it had that Flash feel to it. It changed the, it like didn't answer any of my questions about the Flash going into it. Does he know about the previous universe? What did, what about Flashpoint? Where's Wally West? Doesn't answer any of that. And for that, I absolutely loved it. And what it just did was it, you know, and I don't think that it needs to rehash his origin or tell you who the Flash is. I think that the Flash, much like the, you know, Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, Green Lantern, are in the cultural lexicon where you know, okay, the Flash, is the guy who runs fast. That's all you need to know. And you get into it, and for us longtime Flash fans, there were a couple of like, oh, my God, I can't believe they changed that. Like, he's no, no longer married to Iris West. In fact, he's dating Patty Spivitt. Nice, right? Exactly. <laughs> by the way, nice. Yeah. <laughs> nice.
0: I was like, "Who's this?" Oh, that's Patty Spivitt Hello. Yeah.
1: <laughs> um, so you know, so so little changes like that. But if you ask me, that's interesting because I never got to watch Barry Allen and Iris West get together. Uh, that happened by the time I came to it. That was like it was a n- known established thing. It if happened you, two decades before you were born. Exactly. Right. And so so now you know, assuming that they're going to go in that direction at some point, we get to watch that happen again. It was just kind of fun. Um, but then on top of it, they just t- tell a, a straight-up good Flash story, and the again, the art of Francis Manipal is, he's one of my favorite artists now, just solidified. The style that he's been doing with the Flash, and before that with Superboy and Adventure Comics, I absolutely love. It looks great. His uh, compelling uh, layouts and depictions of of, uh, of the speed and Flash running. The opening page when the credits, when he, tur- when he, you know, when the ring triggers the costume, you know, definitely gets a sense of speed. That double page spread with the title page was just one of the best double pages of the year I think it's
2: I just, one of the best looking books of the whole relaunch yeah
1: totally it's beautiful yeah. it's gorgeous um, and then and then even down to like subtle touches like in what I've been raving about like I love the the full page when Barry's working when and Iris is calling him and you see him moving through his apartment and the tea kettle and the iPad and all that sort of stuff I, you know it just worked really really well and you know subtle little things like when he's you know when he, him and his friend are running um, running from the people uh, towards the end of the book the people that are chasing him and Barry dies into the water and the the splash of the water spells splash. Yes. Like that is just such a subtle, perfect, like comics that only happens in comics kind of moment. I loved it. It was great. So like I was so relieved. A, I was so relieved that The Flash was good. And B, out of all the books I read. And don't get me wrong. Like, you know, Aquaman. We're going to talk about Aquaman, Aquaman next. Aquaman was good. Um, there was some stuff from Marvel that was good. But this is the one that I was like, yes, thank God. I love it. So Flash number one gets rounds out. Uh, five week string of DC uh, picks, picks of the week. Well, the, thing that, the thing that stands out to me about this book is
2: this is a different Barry Allen than we had in the last series. Yeah. Which I think was very welcome to a lot of people. And he's not dour. He's not mopey. He's not, there's another burden of being born again into this new world. He's just a guy being the flash. Yep. I think that's
0: that was very yes. refreshing. Yeah. He's not an old, beaten down adult, basically. Exactly. Yeah. So I mean, it's not me.
2: <laughs> um,. <laughs> And I think I think you, I think I mean this was a great book the writer artist thing is annoys me with the criticism because there's you know as you said there's lots of good writer artists it all depends on how good the the person is it doesn't right. necessarily mean it's going to be bad because it's a writer artist book right no. um, clearly they're not as polished as Jeff Johns or other writers but it wasn't a, by
1: any means a bad story. I thought it was fun. It was compelling. There's yeah, a mystery. And the, and the thing is, and the thing is, how how else are they going to get there without practice? You know what I mean? Without it was, it was well, it was
0: like, that's what's... that's like the, this is the main stage. So
1: well, true. No, I know. I but, mean, but, if you if you
0: need practice then then you shouldn't be doing they shouldn't be writing well yeah
1: models. no but you know i mean to hone their skills and that sort of i thing, know that
0: but that's a bad i think that's a bad way to go because well it's maybe no something. you practice you practice by being a writer somewhere other than the nba you know what i mean like it's <laughs> yeah. this, is, this is the top of the game so if you're not good enough don't I, do that's it fair. i can
1: see that i get that's fair
2: but on the other hand, I don't think that was the issue with this book. I thought it was yeah. they, juggle, they juggle a lot of storylines. They introduce a lot of characters. Like you, I, I'm a big Flash fan, so I was looking forward to this book also. And I knew the art was going to be great. The art was great. But the story also delivered. I was pretty happy about it. I'm, yeah. I'm looking forward to hanging out with this very own.
1: Yeah, totally. Awesome. So as we've been doing for the past three three weeks, we are rating all the DC books. And then we're saying whether or not we're going to stick with them. Mm. So that said, Flash number one, ratings? Ratings. Ratings. Goner? Five. Five. Four, Four, but just all right, and sticking with it. Yes, yes.
0: I don't know. <laughs> Probably not. I just because I'm I, I'm not that interested. I think it looked really good. Yep. I thought the twist at the end was was nice. I, I like. I was like, oh, that's interesting. But I wasn't wowed by it. Like I do the same things that you mentioned, like the the page experiments and that kind of stuff. like that's fun and everything. But it doesn't necessarily equal a good book to me. But. uh maybe not for me I'm All right, go that's pro- fair.
1: probably not probably not All right, that's fair there you go you just decided there okay cool so uh, flash number one that was our pick of the week but or, or my pick of the week but there were 12 other books to get through um, including the much heralded finally coming out Aquaman number one from Jeff Johns and Ivan Re- Re- Reese. or Rice Reese, however he pronounces his name I forget Reese. Uh Josh uh, he's, your buddy's back <laughs> I have no history with Aquaman whatsoever. <laughs> for some uh, reason, I connect Aquaman with you. It's the Arthur of Maine thing. That's what happened. That's yeah, I read like is. two
0: issues of Kirby B. series back in 2006.
1: And now he's your favorite character. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think exactly. Um, Josh Hawkeye and, um, I, I, and Aquaman. It's over blonde. He's in. <laughs> I'm very
0: mixed about this. Uh, on the one hand, I think that what we saw in this issue was the Jeff Johns that we've missed for a little while. I think we even see the saw the Jeff Johns here that we didn't see in Justice League. I think... It was strong, and if, if you look at sort of the elegance and the dialogue and the, the sort of way that this book was constructed, you can see why he's the best guy that DC has for the most part. I don't know. I, I was a little mixed on the idea of approaching the, uh, approaching the idea that everybody thinks Aquaman is a joke because I kind of feel like, you don't need to mention it. You just need to make him make him awesome.
1: Yeah, that was my one thought too. Like I la- I so I laughed at those right. the, at the at that dialogue, but a- as it went on, I was like, "Oh, you're kind of over overcompensating." It's a little bit of fan
0: service yeah. as opposed to telling the story. And I I understand there's just two approaches to whether you're going to confront those criticisms or whether you're just going to not. Yeah. Uh, and my whole thing is usually to to not and just just be just be amazing. Just be great and then none of that stuff will matter. Yeah, but it, you know it's a choice. I really I can't make up my mind about how, how that works one way or another.
1: Um, I, I do have to admit that the panel of Aquaman sitting in the restaurant opening the menu made me laugh. Yeah, I don't know why. It's something yeah. about somebody in a costume reading a menu. Yeah, no, the, the, and it's like that.
0: It like it was funny. It was enjoyable, but I don't know if it was like the right thing to to start off. And, like with. to have
1: a, do, to have a blogger attack him.
0: Yeah, yeah, I know that was a little little on the nose. Really, yeah. you think about it. <laughs> I thought that Ivan Reese uh, was good here. It was good to see him back. You sort of got to see some of that that magic that we that we'd seen yeah. uh, throughout Blackest Night. That was right. That's right, Blackest Night, right? Yep. And it was it was it was good. It was it was it was really good. But it didn't like it didn't make me go you know throw my hand up and they were like this is Aquaman. But then again, I don't know if anything ever would.
2: I'm a big Aquaman fan, so I was happy that this issue came out. That was good. it looked gorgeous. It, you're right it was a different take it was a take I was not expecting when I opened the book up I think it, unfortunately it's almost a take I think you have to you have to make because mm-hmm. not just in the, amongst the comics community but in the general wider sense Aquaman is a joke yeah mm-hmm. so if you're looking if, if your lip services you're looking to have people pick this up who don't read comics which we can debate whether they're actually doing that um, I will be <laughs> is uh, amongst the joke you public is even worse than it is amongst yeah. comic fans yeah so it, it is the elephant in the room. He chose to deal with it, fine. He did it in a funny and entertaining way. I think you probably get it out of the way now. Yep. If it continues for six issues, that's going to be a problem. But I think if it's just the first issue and we move on to the story, a- if I- he fights these demons and then, or whatever these things are, then then we're fine. Yeah.
0: That's a really
1: that's a really good point. I, li- I
0: like I like that idea. He can't you can't keep doing this, right? Yeah.
1: Well, yeah. and then time will tell with that. I thought a I mean running I, gag. I, I mean I thought I thought you know it, it opening it, you know it opening with a big action sequence and then going into the justifying who Aquaman, Aquaman is, then tying in the merit. Like it it definitely it set it set the tone for what I, what the series will be, especially with those freaky teeth gibas that are coming out of the water like like it looks i mean like it it, it wasn't what i expected at all and i'm More ki- locks. Yeah, yeah and i'm kind of <laughs> 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 oh, but um i got to go far. <laughs> it wasn't what i expected at all and i'm kind of intrigued about the about the rest of the se- the series now hmm. i'm actually kind of bummed for one reason uh, in the early promotional work
2: Jim Lee drew Aquaman with like Quint-esque sideburns and kind of yeah. longish hair. I thought that was an awesome design, and now he's back to the normal sort of high and tight haircut. Which I don't know where he where's he getting that Atlantis, but um, <laughs> I, I was hoping to see a slightly you know different He just goes
0: in the scene that they cut from this was that he just went into a barber shop.
1: <laughs> well, maybe maybe he's got the the sideburns in Justice League. This is before you is know. There, oh, it
2: could be that could yeah. be true. Is, yeah. there,
0: is there somewhere I can put my trident?
1: Yeah. <laughs> okay. So right right here, or in the chair. Thanks, Harry. All right, so um, ratings. Ratings. I gave it a five. I loved it. Uh, I gave it a four. Four. All right, sticking with it? Absolutely. I'm going to. Maybe? <laughs> You're awful <laughs> no, <with> maybes. This. <laughs> no maybes. We don't maybes. You mentioned this before. Like, you weren't interested
0: in the before. Like, I'm reading it to see what it is, but I'm, I'm not that interested in it still. Right. Like, I, I, I'm not the audience for this. Right. You know what I mean? So, Maybe. I don't know.
1: Like, I, it was okay. Well, I know
0: that everybody in the world is going to talk about how great this book is forever. I'm yeah. going to read it and go, oh, "It's pretty good," but it, it's not set my soul on fire.
1: All right. So, yes or would,
0: no?
2: Would you like it better if he was from Maine?
0: Yes. Well, because uh, well, like, I could, I would have jokes. <laughs> <laughs> but I would be the one making the jokes, not in the book. Just pretend
2: it's from Maine. It's, it's it's that region. It's New England.
0: That's to- it's not I'm even. A, that's like a saying just pretend he's from Queens when you're from Brooklyn. It's a whole different thing.
1: <laughs> all right, all right. So moving on. So the the much anticipated All Star Western, uh, Justin Gray, Jimmy Palmiotti, and Moritat. Yes. <laughs> so you hear me. So yes. You, so Jonah Hex in Gotham did not bother you.
0: It was so well done. It's interesting that the two main genre books, which would be All Star Western and then Men of War, were both four dollars. Which is I think is an odd. The, the ones that are going to be the most difficult to sell an audience on make them more expensive. Okay, yeah. okay. Um, that's but pr- it was all, they're printing
1: less, so they've got to it the was a name.
0: slightly longer uh, book. There was no backup in this yet. I guess that's coming later. So there's more pages. Yeah, it was it was a ton of fun. Hey, look, there's that lady. I just found her
1: awkwardly jammed in every page. Oh, where is she? Is, what page is it? Uh,
0: this big saloon overhead shot. Okay. She's in the saloon. Um, the uh, page after the title page.
1: Every time you see a, pa- uh, a, a scene in a saloon, does the same song play in your head like it does mine? Yes.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <So> there's, there's <laughs> the <laughs> clicking <laughs> piano out. Um,
2: They only had the one song in the Old West, and they just played yeah. it everywhere. <laughs>
0: exactly. Yeah. Uh, this is basically a team-up between Jonah Hex and Dr. Arkham, and that really was what made this fun. It was almost Sherlock Holmesian
2: in a, in a yeah. way of playing off the the character of Hex versus uh, Arkham. Arkham's the sort thing, of the nerdy doctor, and Hex, Hex is Hex. So it was I right. know, but
0: like right as soon as, as soon as Hex walks in, like the guy is just staring at him. He's fascinated by him, and and then you're you kind of seeing that in the background, and then Hex sort of notices. You're like, stop looking at me. Yeah. Like, oh, it's it's sorry. It's uh, and like they're contrasting Hex is contrasting to Gotham City. There's a there's a murder mystery going on. It has to do with a lot of that stuff, probably that that Snyder set up in Gates of Gotham. It's good, like, but I don't I don't know how long I don't want Jonah Hex to be in Gotham forever.
1: He's gonna be, I think.
0: I know, so that really like I'm not worried about that. Well, you know, yet, you but- know what
1: it kind of reminds me of. I like the distinction of the uh, like they 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 called it out like what you know like life in the city and and a man, you know somebody who's not used to living in the city. Like they made a lot of you know the city as a character, and it kind of reminds me of the years of Little House on the Prairie when they moved from Walnut Grove to the city. Yeah, you God. remember, you know, and like we got some good stories out of that. So you never know, you know, like. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's just a little bit of like a, you don't know.
0: Like I, I, I've been reading Jonah Hex for a long time. That sounds like so douchey, but I can't think of a scenario where he would choose to stay there because he doesn't have any allegiance to anything. Or so if he hates it so much. What's going to cause him to stay there? That's a, that's money. a writing challenge. I guess.
1: Yeah, well, I guess. Yeah, I guess. Anyway, don't, don't worry about him. I mean, that's the future. I mean, worry about this yeah, issue. Yeah.
0: Well, this issue had. I have no complaints about it. Although, uh, an- another woman with giant boobs and panties gets mutilated. And yet nobody so, seems to complain about that one. <laughs> I-, I did notice that. I was like, so anyone? No, no, Mortet's great. Oh, I see. I see. That's fine. I- I- Does this make oh.
2: ch- is Hex Laura angles in this? Um, he might be.
0: Oh, can we Just please sure. get off this track?
2: <laughs> Connor, uh, He's actually kind of Batman-esque in this issue where he yes. went around looking for answers and beating up guys in bars. I, I felt a very Batmanish vibe. Punisher, yeah. Batman, yeah. Well, Batman because in Gotham. That's what the association
0: I loved – I, by the way, my, my favorite, I loved the like, – him in his Confederate uniform and the guy in the, in, the, in the United States Army uniform. They're just staring at each other. <laughs> <laughs> I must take plain offense at, the, at your uniform. It's too bad. It's the only one that fits me. I just – I love his obtuseness.
2: It It's interesting. It had a kind of a uh, Jack the Ripper-esque vibe because yep, yep. he's in a city the same time frame and it's neat, and it looked kind of like Somewhere From Hell, and, and, Yeah. very much like that. It'll be interesting to see, as Josh said, how long this can sustain because it was weird to end the story and not have it be over, no, having read you yeah. X for five, so, six yeah. years. But it was um, fun. I enjoyed it a lot. Mortat's and, and good. Mortat's Mortat is, is very good.
1: Uh, like, we've known Mortat's been great for a while, and but like hopefully this stage gets him a little more attention because he's great. Yeah. Cool. All right, so ratings. Ratings. I give it a four and a half. I give it a four, five. That's sticking with it. Yes. 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 All right. All yeses. Yeah, you are, that? Ron? Yeah. Why, I'm why not? S- I like. I, yeah. It's, I'm. You know, I'm intrigued. So, right. and plus, I really like those years of Little House. Okay. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> Justice League Dark, Peter Milligan, Michael Janin, the much anticipated, the, what we predicted would be the, the a surprise hit, dark horse, you know, like, uh, yeah, <laughs> book.
2: <laughs> oh, a dark horse book. Actually, <laughs> I no, I didn't mean that, but yeah. So, so it took me uh, seconds to figure that out. So, what um, did you think of the Magic Justice League? I seem to have liked it more than other people from the online reaction. I didn't really enjoy the heck out of this book. It was exactly what I wanted. It's a Magic Justice League. There's a giant threat that the regular Justice League can't handle because Superman sucks at magic and everyone else is just. And so they are calling together the magic heroes to fight this menace, and you can see that where this is going in that. At the end of the story, they will say, we need a Justice League who can do this thing. You'll be the new Justice League Dark, or whatever they call them. And
0: They'll get
1: t-shirts. <laughs>
2: yeah, membership cards and all this. But it was I really liked it. I liked these characters. I liked Michael Jannon's art. It was a different kind of getting the team together issue.
1: Yeah. Again, I'm incredibly intrigued. I didn't love it. I wasn't like, oh my god, this is the most amazing thing in the world, you know. Like, it, but I thought it was it was really good. I like I like the different kind of take on getting a team together. I'm not a big fan of magic, so it's hard to keep me st- sticking with it. But I enjoyed it, I, and I liked the art a lot.
0: I wanted to like it more than I did. I don't think it was necessarily bad. I, I'm not saying that, but yeah, it was a little. I know what you mean, and I share that. Yeah. It was it's still a little disjointed. I, I didn't, it was hard to find a through line for it. So at the end of it, I wasn't, I wasn't like, oh, I can't wait to see what happens next. But yeah. I've been reading enough Hellblazer, written by Pete Milligan, that I, I do want to read further. But I've written a lot, of other, I've read a, lot of, a lot of other comics by him that I don't want to read further. Yeah. <laughs> so the art, I really liked at times. And then every once in a while, I was, I was hit with that sort of stiffness thing. But for the most part, I thought it was, for this style of art, I thought, I thought it was actually really good. It kind of didn't look like any of the other books yeah. um, we've got going on.
1: Uh, yeah. So I, it,
0: it was pretty good. But um,
1: Apparently in the new DCU, everyone knows where the Batcave is.
0: Oh, it's like a—it's
1: just on like the a internet. Hang out. It's a clubhouse. Yeah, exactly. Bus, a it's a community center. Tour.
2: Why did Shade refer to his jacket as a vest?
0: It's the M vest.
2: Yeah, but it's a giant jacket.
0: Yeah, but that's what it's called. Yeah.
2: Should it be the M jacket?
0: Listen, Shade. It's
2: on to his knees. It's more of a duster. It's a duster. M duster. Ratings. <laughs> Ratings.
1: I gave it a four. Four. I gave it a three. Wow, sticking Five. with it. Yes. 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 All right. Well, I'm sticking with a three, interesting. I'm very excited. It's not. Microphone. It's not all about that. I know. I know. So the uh, very excited. Very excited. Uh, Josh, why don't you take us away? Oh, uh, hold on, hold on,
0: hold on. Uh, you know what? I got too much left. I don't think I'm going to be able to finish this in time.
1: Uh, <laughs> I don't
0: know how you could make a book that was more interminable than the Legion of Superheroes book, <laughs> but they did it. Uh, Superman. Super. Superman 1 went on and on and on and on and on.
2: I read it first. <laughs> oh. oh, that was a mistake. <laughs> oh. You know what? i got to say, I'm planning.
0: honestly – I'm so glad to hear you say it because I didn't want you guys to be like, oh, you're just being pissy about it. Like, oh, no. Okay. No, this was a chore. <laughs> I felt like this book was beating
2: me up while oh, I was reading God. it. Oh, yeah. God.
1: Perez, George Perez writing it, uh, Jesus Marino drawing it. Uh, this Look, is the Superman in the present day, right, as opposed to action, which is in the, and, in the past. Which really
2: – this is what really made me upset about this book and not the fact that it was long and wordy and annoying oh, and just, oh. just beat you to death while you're reading. It's the fact that this is the first time we've really met the modern-day Superman. We've seen him in cameos here and there in other books. So we've met the old Superman in, in action. But this is the first time we've met the actual quote-unquote now Superman and it's just oh. – it, well, it, it, it's not going to turn anyone onto the character.
0: Yep. It's sad that this is Superman number one. This is the most famous superhero yep. in the world. Superman number one of the books that people are going to try, even more than action comics. Yep. They're going to try this and they're going to find this, this anachronism uh, of, of, of kludginess and stuff shoved in. And it, It's funny because this is actually one of the only books that I've read that I would consider an, an all-ages appropriate book, but it was all about media conglomeration. Yeah. Yep. And and and, and, <laughs> and the, literally the world's worst security guards. <laughs> hey hey, there's uh, a fire. No, it's gone. All right, I'm not. Gonna do it. Right. There's, there's a fire in your stadium, and you're like, oh no, it's gone. It's good. I'll there, go. I'll go look. All right, don't hurry. It's
1: there fine. was no um, inspirational Superman moment. Uh. There was no like you know there was no there was not it, it, it was devoid of anything that would make me ever want to read this comic book again. And this is, I and you, and you, I, you know, I struggle with Superman. I'm, you know, this is why it's, it's, it's not good. No, this well, is it's not bad good. writing. nothing to do with do the character. <laughs> this is, I'm, one two three four five six seven eight nine ten
0: eleven twelve thirteen fourteen 10, 11, 12, 13, 14 panels on this page. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't have time to count the word balloons. Yeah,
1: I was just gonna say, count the word balloons. I man. think it's
0: amazing that George Perez has. Taken his art style and condensed it into this. Like, it actually looks like a George Perez book. Did he? Well, he was the last. Layouts. Layouts. He he yeah, the
2: layouts, yeah. Which I found myself reading it. And, I, and Jesus Martinez is fine. I, I, his art's okay. Actually, yeah, I actually thought the art was pretty good. But you could see how this would look completely different if it, if he had drawn his layouts. You could see yeah. this looked like a George Perez laid out book. Yeah. It just wasn't quite there. You know. How long? Did you, how many, many pages?
0: How many pages did the script was? Too many. Uh, there was too much plot and not enough plot at the same time. Yeah. Amazing. Oh, God. Ratings. Yeah.
2: Ratings. I gave it a two, one extra star for the art. Two. Yeah, two. Sticking with it? God, no. I don't have time. <laughs> no. I'm, I'm young. I've got life to live.
1: <laughs> no. No, okay. <laughs> it's best to move on. <laughs> all oh. right, uh, Green Lantern, uh, Green Lantern New Guardians number one. Tony Paul Bedard, did not like this book. Tyler Kirkham, um, Tony th- Bedard. Yeah. Sim- similar to the other Green Lantern books, other than the, the in, in not Green Lantern itself, like Green Lantern Corps and um, <laughs> really? and Red Lanterns. I struggle to understand why this book exists. It
0: it it feels very superfluous, regardless yes. of quality.
1: Right, it's the
2: most this superfluous of matter. all of them. I think. Yeah. Yes. I guess this could be the Kyle book, but it, it's just, just too,
1: many. too many. I mean, this is many. like the Kyle and everybody else book.
0: Well, it's like when, when Barry came back, you were like, listen, I love, you know, you can say, listen, I love Wally, but why is he here? He's got no purpose. Right. And that's Kyle right now. Yep. Uh, he's got no, oh, this, this did, I'm just so that we're not sounding completely negative. This had, one of the things that I love about Kyle is that uh, he, I, he uses the ring, my favorite, out of all the guys. Yep. So that two-page spread of all the construction workers holding the crane up, I was like, oh, that's. That's good old classic Kyle. And I love that how he uses his ring is different than everybody else. That's a really great page.
1: Which I do like. And there was a major, major um, problem in the beginning in the retelling of Kyle's origin is that they never identify that it's the past. Yeah, no, they didn't. didn't. I kept going yeah. back to see if that was happening now. Uh, yeah, in, th- in the middle they said present like, day, present, but they yeah. never said in the beginning it was the past. Yeah. right. Which was which was uh, which is made Which is probably a gaff. Like I could see, uh, I could see on the the page with Kyle drawing in the coffee house where it says New York City Space Sector 2014. There's supposed to be a line there that says. Five years ago, or whatever you know, yeah, but, yeah, but they didn't do it. Um, yeah, no the, the the construction page, the construction worker double page spread was great. Was like, yes, that's Kyle. I hate his new look. I don't like you know, like I, I'm a Kyle fan, unlike Connor. Mm-hmm. Um, I just at the end of this, I was just like, why does this book exist? So exactly, it's yeah. it, it's,
2: yeah. it's it's it was perfectly fine. Which is the best way to describe this book? It was perfectly yeah. fine, but it was did nothing to make me want to read it. Yep. in fact, it made me not want to read it with the all the other rings in the land. That's the
1: thing. It's funny how how you, two years ago we were raving at the at the other rings and the the potential and the genius of it, and now I'm like, just go away. So, so they overdid well, it. Was, that's why.
0: no because there's no conclusion to it. It's yeah. just oh, it's just these seven people doing the same things over yeah. and again. There over again. hasn't been rings. Any, yeah. Well, there hasn't been anything compelling. Yeah. About it. Alright. Look at the look at the boobies on the sapphire. Ratings. Oh, no one's complaining about that. Ratings. Ratings. I gave
2: it
1: a three. I gave it a two. Two and a half. Sticking with it. No. 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 Alright. I vampire. Uh oh it's good that Jay Lee's back. Oh wait. Who cares, man? Even if he's AP J looked for the art the I'm, I'm not even phenomenal. saying he's, The art was. Incredible. The art, I mean, it's very Jay Lee. It's very, very Jay Lee, but it's awesome.
0: Andrea Sorrentino.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah, or but
0: Andrea. Andrea uh, yeah, but the difference between this and Jay Lee is that this, this com- it, is coming. This out.
1: exists. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you
2: now. Yeah. And more than just the mind. Yeah. Yeah. This was a disappointment in that I was really looking forward to. I'm really, I've been really looking forward to all the genre books because mm-hmm. I really want to support the idea of doing different kind of non superhero books, especially from big company. But I thought. As a story, and on the whole, this was very confusing. It didn't leave, I didn't even really know what was going I mean, I understood there was some sort of vampire invasion. That's, I just didn't have anything to hook on to. Too many times I was going, wait, what's, who, who, what? What are they doing?
0: And then it's just, I, I feel like this might be a trade read. I really liked this. I was actually impressed by it. I think because of the contrast to the tone of all the other books because it was so subtle. Um, I would say that the big mistake that was made in this book was making the color choices for the captions were too similar. Like you had to work really hard to figure out which one was talking, because one was sort of magenta and then one was sort of reddish. <laughs> so they were, they were very similar. And, um, just and because it was so subtle, that actually added to it just a little. But I, I, I enjoyed it. I actually liked having to sort of work at it a little bit. It wasn't overwritten, there wasn't too much there. I, no, I, thought, I, I thought you know there wasn't like a big uh, self first-person narrative. Um, it, I, I thought it, I thought it was fun. It was it was a pretty good book, and I I like the the conflict that's coming. I like the relationship between the two characters. That they're 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 you know they loved each other, but now they're gonna fight real bad.
1: Ratings, ratings. I gave it a three. Okay, I gave it a three. I gave it a four. All right, sticking with it. Probably in yeah. trade, but not in issues. Okay. Me, no. But I love the art. I'll flip through it when it comes out. I just don't care about vampire stories. Yeah, I'd say yes. I
0: think this cover didn't fit on it at all, by the way. No. Yeah, agreed. So like, It was a bad move. Yeah. All
1: right. So speaking of sexism in comics, voodoo number one with uh, <laughs> that takes place entirely in a strip club. Nobody complained about that. I don't think that's true. You have been. You know, yeah, they I, have. I know that. I know. <laughs> Not as badly. But I thought this ended. I, I was actually surprised, and I really liked the ending. I enjoyed this a lot. I enjoyed it um, a lot, yeah.
2: She's obviously moving on from the strip club, so she's not going to be a superhero stripper, as people have been saying. This is a, a very nice way to introduce a wild character in the DCU. We, we don't know a lot about her, but we know a little bit. Of, we know enough about her to make her intriguing. Ron Mars does a really good job of telling you enough, but not giving you too much information. Yep. Mm-hmm. And Sami Basri is fantastic.
1: Yeah, no, I thought the, the art was really good. I thought it was an intriguing setup, um, and I want to know where it goes.
0: You can say that this was a big, sexy time in the beginning, but... It's really like it's sort of contradictory to itself in the correct way. Look at Voodoo's face. She's yeah. not, it's
2: not sexy at all. Yeah, her exactly. face
0: is so dead. Yep. Like there's not, it's not like she's flaunting it around. Like it's a not a nice place to be and you can tell. Yep. And so that's like, and it's contrasted to the way that she looks. Then there's like the scene where the strippers are all talking about their kids. And, yep. I mean, yeah, they've got big boobs and they've got. They've got, uh, but you know, this—it's not straight-up titillation here. I don't think at all. I think that to say that would be wrong. I love Voodoo as a character um, in, in the Wildcat stuff. I always have. So it's interesting. It's interesting to see what she is in this world and, and where it's going to be. And and I—I uh, I loved the reveal. I guess yeah. in the, this, yeah, yeah.
1: The, the ending was great. Yeah, so you're like, oh, 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 my. And yeah. then and then the other reveal
0: that followed that. Yep. So um, you're right, Boss, was totally there. This was really enjoyable. Yeah, totally.
1: Ratings. Ratings, three and a half. Four. Four. Sticking with it.
0: Yes. Yes. Yes.
1: Okay. Blackhawks number one. Mike Costa, Graham Nolan. We talked to Mike Costa on my Fanboy Don't Miss earlier in the week about Blackhawks.
2: First of all, Graham Nolan. Josh and I were big fans of his in the early part of the decade when he did, did detective comics with Greg Rucka. There
1: you go. Mm-hmm. Did he deliver yes. on this?
2: Well, it's interesting because it was it was supposed to be Ken Lashley, but then he got called back to more lucrative co- work outside of comics. So yep. it was sort of a common – Graham Nolan did the layouts and Ken Lashley did the, the, the finishes. So yep. it's much more Ken Lashley than it is Graham Nolan, but yeah. it will be Graham Nolan in the future. Yep. This was sort of the G.I. Joe in the DCU book that I liked but didn't love as much as I wanted to, but I liked it enough that I want to keep reading because I liked Mike Costa who did the great G.I. Joe books for so long. Blackhawks is a cool concept in the DC that I feel like mm-hmm. is never properly used. Yep.
1: Yeah.
2: It's the mm-hmm. military force. It's sometimes they're anti superheroes, sometimes they're not. And there's all kinds of things you can do with them. And I, I like that aspect of it. Yeah.
0: I feel very similar to this as I do Justice League Black. Dark. <laughs> uh, I'm, looking at, well, I'm looking at Blackhawks. I'm looking at, because I was looking at the word. Always better uh, black. I wanted to like it more than I did. I think this was an okay issue, it didn't blow me out of the water um i kind of wanted it to like i wanted this to be really great i wanted a book like this to be the one that you could be like oh my god you got to read this and tell everybody so that a new property would have a chance to shine so
2: much does this week
0: yeah and like it was it was pretty good okay ratings ratings i gave it a three and a half i gave a strong three
1: and a half i gave it a a not strong three three and a quarter she's never I, I, no like that's kind serious. of how I feel <laughs> no I know but I either just three and a half if we're going by our
0: website right. so yeah like three three and a half somewhere okay. like. sticking with it yes no yes but but they better it better step up yeah.
1: yeah I mean I I like the concept I, it just didn't wow me and I didn't love the art and I, I thought it was I, you know it's just not for me I can't read it. how come his glasses have no temple on the cover yeah that's weird all right, Teen Titans number one, Scott Lobdell, Brett Booth the co- could could be considered the companion piece to the excellence of Superboy uh, that came uh, out a couple weeks ago. I
2: think it's, I think it's clearly a companion piece. I yeah. mean, it crosses over. Yep. They they have similar characters. This, to me, was the most disappointing book of the week in that I really enjoyed Superboy. I really liked the story in this a lot. I yep. thought they did a good job of of explaining why there's these teen heroes. There's a problem with teen heroes. They're out of control. I liked the... Mix of characters I liked. I've th- I actually find myself enjoying Scott Lobdell books for the most part, which is su- surprising. But Brett Booth is. This is now. I'm a <laughs> I'm, trying Brett... to find, I'm trying to find a pro- po- polite way of saying this. This is this is one of the worst looking books I've, I've seen in a long well, time. Well, yeah.
1: Now, now I'm I am a Brett Booth fan. Brett Booth has yeah. done some of my favorite stuff. This was not his, 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 my favorite work of his at all. Um, I'm right there. I don't know what it was. I don't know if it was, you know, like Norm Ratman nor is a good inker. Like I don't you know, I don't know. Like but there's something about this where I'm just like, Oh, it's not really my uh, my thing. So it was something on each page
2: where I was just like, Oh yep. like it, I think there's a good story in here. If you had a really good artist, it would have been yep. a much better book, but it was, I just can't get behind
1: is that Wally? Or Bart? I don't know. I guess we'll find out. Bart had the same hair color. So that, who knows? That
0: that costume on the cover is atrocious. Yeah. Really, the faux hawk mask? Yeah, that's it's not
1: good.
2: Better than uh, one in the one in the issue, though.
1: Well, I'd yeah, rather have the one in the issue. I, I know, but at least yeah. that I understand. Yeah. So that that one looks very homemade, kind of like the the Project Rooftops Spider Man stuff that we looked at. <laughs> this is going to this is going to wreck
0: that Superboy book we liked. Possibly. I yeah. no, that's what's. I mean, that's what I'm looking at. This like this has this this is the thing that's going to happen. Yeah. Uh, I, Connor was kinder to it than I am. I I don't think it was necessarily bad. I think that. It's funny because I think that we built up our heads like, oh, these Scott Love Dell books are going to be, you know, but they're not. They're not. They're not terrible. Yeah. But at the same time, I don't know. There's a lot crammed into this. Uh, I, yeah. And I don't, I don't have much of a connection to most of these characters. I like Tim, but it seemed like a different character.
1: I don't like in his a costume. Different
0: thing. No, I don't like his costume at all. Yeah. The vulture. I didn't, I didn't really like this yeah. that much. All right. Ratings. Who took the photo of him and Batman swinging through the streets?
2: <laughs> That's a good question. <laughs> I like that he framed it. The hire a photographer to just swing along with him and... <laughs> all right, all right, right. And get that photo shoot I... That I Don't forget, we were shooting photos tonight. And...
0: Can I get a print of that? Right, right. Yeah, so I want to I put it up.
1: Ratings. Ratings. Uh, I gave it a three. I gave it a three. Two and a half. Stick with it? No, sadly. No. No. All right, Savage Hawkman number one. Tony Daniel, Philip Tan. The book I read after Superman was Hawkman. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and... <laughs> I about wanted to give up comics, yep. like for good. After reading these two in a row, I tweeted about having read the first two books and they were being they were being rough.
1: This was the worst book of the relaunch. This is awful. The fact that you open up Savage Hawkman and the opening page isn't Hawkman hitting somebody with a mace, it means you <laughs> you, you failed. And then the fact that it ends with. <laughs> <laughs> with how it ends, like it just ends with this bizarro demon thing, like oh, it was just it was, it was just awful. And like, good on Philip Tan for trying to change his style uh, a I little bit, but uh, still, still make it worse. Still not working. Still not working. <laughs> I see. I
0: didn't. I. Didn't, I was like, okay, this art isn't as uh, offensive as I had found it in the past. So like, that's okay. It was oh. the worst
2: looking book of the relaunch as well. Yeah.
0: Oh, I don't know it's about her,
2: that. Yes, absolutely.
0: Well, this is this is a taste thing.
2: Uh, no, it's I, song, it's much
1: terrible thing. I hate. It's, okay. I hate <laughs> the, the, the spiky Hawkman stuff.
0: Oh no! I mean, like as a style, I, I don't, I don't really get into it. Uh, let's, but seriously, this is awful. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yes.
0: I mean, it's not. It's not. It's not. There's nothing sophisticated about the the dialogue or the way it's
1: done. It's just the door is jammed.
0: What are you doing? It's just stop.
1: Ugh. Shut up. Ratings. Everyone. Ratings. One. One. Two. Stick with it.
2: No, <laughs> okay. DC uh, still doesn't know how to do Hawkman They still are baffled
1: <laughs> Oh good, another good book coming up My favorite title of the new 52 The Fury of Firestorm, the Nuclear Men <laughs> Taking a page from Marvel <laughs> in The long title <laughs> um, the, the writing debut debut of Ethan Van Sciver Along with Gail Simone With art by the very good uh, Yildre Sinar C- uh, um, Unfortunately uh, the ri- uh, uh, This is just not good <laughs> this is just not good at all. <laughs> there was nothing I enjoyed about
2: this. I didn't enjoy the writing. I didn't enjoy the art. I didn't enjoy anything about it.
0: I, w- I wanted to. Yeah, I was really trying to give this a chance, but that was very difficult. It was yes. so uh,
1: ham-fisted. So, so ham-fisted, yes.
0: Yeah. I, I
1: like The dialogue
0: was... The scene was in the like, locker
1: room with the, the two... The main DVD characters with, are
0: both unlikable. Completely yes. yep. unlikable. Yep. There's whip nothing smart, to like about Whip-smart yeah. teens... Oh, God. Uh, and then this, like, Venom firestorm at the end. Yeah. I, I don't uh, – Just not Yeah, not I'm good. good. And then also, like, uh, like uh, at the moment, like, the actually the climactic scene at the end was really confusing. Yes. So, like, they both turn into Firestorm, but it was kind of
1: – Well, they both turn know. into Firestorm, and then they merge and become Fury. Yeah, but why did the one shoot at the other one right away? And how yeah. did you know how to just do to that? Because they hit each other. Yeah. yeah. So he's going to immediately, no, they're going to, I get just. No, my favorite, uh, my favorite word balloon of it all was after they change. And then I can't even tell. I guess Ronnie, the next page goes. what the hell did you do? <laughs> <laughs> Ra- yeah. Ratings.
2: Ratings. I uh, gave it a two. Two. Two.
1: Just sticking with it. Oh. 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 Okay, no. <laughs> All right, so the, the most, the most the, oh the, the largest crime of the New 52 is that those fuckers made me read a David Finch Batman the Dark Knight, and then on top of it, it's co-written by Paul Jenkins.
0: <laughs> you can, I guess you could call that writing. <laughs> now, Connor, you had previously said that you had read the, that that was the worst book. This, this was, this was a one. in. I mean, I know we're supposed to do that later, but this was the worst book ever. I was like, this is terrible. Yeah. In every possible way yep and it did not it did not help that there were so many similarities to the previous batman number one that i lost count
2: yeah that was it was kind of funny i was like Uh,
0: wait we're doing what really we're okay oh you're doing this scene too okay
2: see i like it a little better because i like the way Fizz draws batman you mean batman Batman. yes in costume just batman Yep. everything else his bruce wayne was wildly inconsistent yep from panel to panel even
0: look at the (laughs) look at the faces uh, the first scene where where Batman shows up at Arkham on top of the, I don't know what I don't know how he's standing on that. Quite honestly, <laughs> he's got his knee bent, but but he, because the perspective shows the roof of the truck is sloping, but it's not actually sloping in real life, so that doesn't make any sense. Yes. But then look at the faces of the guys, like the lifeless Botox faces of the sort of police there and everywhere. Like the faces are all these like weird, not even grimaces. And then that the woman with the bunny tail yeah that's the oddest page i've
1: ever seen in my life it's really eerie how similar it was to Scott Snyder's batman oh yeah yeah
0: huge uh huge gotham's tuxedo socialite meeting fighting, gotham uh, fight, arkham the, breakout
1: yeah the rogues and arkham yeah really weird anyway all right ratings ratings two two one stick with it no no never never ever again oh no. Oh God. So with that said, we have reviewed all fifty-two Words. Of DC fifty-two. <laughs> we can go back to normal. Oh <laughs> my god, I need a vacation. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. But we're finishing the New 52 just in time for the New York Comic Con because I can't uh. get enough of comics. <laughs> oh, so we can have awkward social experiences. <laughs> so the New York Comic Con is coming, and it's going to be in New York City at the Jacob Javits Center, October 13th through the 16th. Um, it's going to be a good time. We will be there uh, in full force, so we hope to see you there. If you're going to be in town, go to it. There's tons of comics guests that are going to be there. Mr. Frank Miller, uh, the man behind Holy Terror. Uh, Jeff Johns Frank Quitely Jason Aaron Robert Kirkman Kieran Gillen Jim Lee Mike Mignola Scott Snyder and tons 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 more if comics really aren't your speed or if your girlfriend or boyfriend or whoever else doesn't really like comics but they like movies and things like that they've got tons of stuff tons of media stuff um, for you to enjoy including Mark Hamill Rose McGowan I care I care uh, Mark Hamill Rose McGowan Kevin Smith they're all going to be there um, Noich. <laughs> you always say that um, so yes go to newyorkcomicon.com uh, that's all one word newyorkcomicon.com uh, pick up tickets now um, a four day pass as of now is just $85 to get in for the whole whole shebang um, tickets are pretty much about uh, 35 bucks a, a, um, a day Saturday is sold out if you only want to go on Saturday um, so make sure you go on um, you either get your four day pass to go on th- to go to Saturday or a three-day pass or just go Friday or Sunday. Um, but either way, we'll see you there. Go to NewYorkComicCon.com. He can speak
0: English, but he does not speak it good like we do.
1: Yeah. All right. Sorry. So moving on to the rest of the comics, uh, Brian Bendis and Mark Bagley's brilliant number one came out. Um, I reviewed it on, this, on the site earlier in the week, um, but I'm curious to hear what Josh and Connor thought of it.
0: I want to know who approved that cover. Yeah. That, well, is, a, that is a shit cover.
1: Well, that was my, my, big, my biggest problem with this was the art. Yeah, in that I don't know if it was because Joe Rubenstein inked it or whatever, but there were some panels where I was—I sh- I mean, like, it, like in the opening sequence of the bank robbery when the guy gets when the security guard shoots him, and that middle panel where the guy goes, "You fuck, stick that gun up your ass!" Like that looks like a bad indie comic book. It looked. It doesn't it looked, look like Bagley.
0: It looked looked like it was done in spare time, yep. with not that much enthusiasm to make it perfect.
1: Yep.
2: Yes, it, I would say it, that. This was very underwhelming. Yeah. I was very excited for it. Love Bendis' work, especially his creator-owned stuff like Bagley. But this was—I finished reading it, and I was like, "All right, that what? There's no compelling reason for me to continue reading this yeah. at all." Yeah. I mean, it, it, for a first issue, it didn't really tell you much. It there was a lot. I mean, I don't mind the talking, but there's a lot of talking about things that didn't seem to matter about the, you know, plot-wise.
1: Yeah, um, and I didn't
0: really—I like, didn't. It was like I kind of got who everybody was. I feel like this might be a good graphic novel.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I really like the premise. I like the idea of, you know, college students figuring out superpowers and it's a very real, realistic world. It's a world that superheroes. I like that. I was worried about Bendis writing college student dialogue, and I didn't think that was too off. Um, I was worried about Bagley drawing college students, which in some ch- cases was, you know, apparent that he, you know, <laughs> modern styles and things like that. Uh, but I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued to see where it goes. You know, uh, it, we got introduced to the characters, but I don't really know them yet, so I don't know. I'll stick with it because Bendis rarely proves me wrong but wow bagley i really think fell short on the art so i wonder if bagley
2: is a pure superhero artist
1: that's that's I mean, a good question yeah does he need the
2: costumes
1: and things yeah because
2: one of the things about spider-man was that out of the costumes his characters weren't that great yeah yeah i mean i just didn't feel feel anything any connection to this book whatsoever yeah.
1: right
0: yeah i think he needed some editing
1: yeah that's that's one of the problems like too it, is that to like, 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 edited, yeah.
0: well like like you don't need all this you got this this can be cut you yeah. know at least in terms of an issue,
1: yeah.
0: Uh, if you're talking about the form, yeah. uh,
1: all right, Abe
0: Sapien, the devil does not jest. Number one, it's just another one of those minis, the endless BPRD minis that come out. Just uh, a regular uh, Abe Sapien story, and and um, Tom Caters wrote a thing on the site a little while back about how he thinks Abe Sapien is more interesting than Hellboy, and I think this is just another uh, another case for it. Uh, another, it's just another really good fun story, and the last page on this one was great. I think that they did did something with had this really big scale to it uh that was really pleasing and exciting and and I just whenever I get the chance to to tell people like here's another place you can read these wonderful characters without you know just to just jump in this is another one just check out this ABSAP issue totally fun really good book
1: Ultimate Spider-Man number 2 now, this is the
2: opposite of brilliant. I thought this was very emotionally engaging. The characters were interesting. It was a gorgeous looking book.
1: They're, they're just hitting, they're knocking it out of the park with this. It's, they're really, again, he, somehow Bendis is taking the Spider Man character and now with Pacelli and doing something special. One thing that I've noticed is
0: that you listen to us talking about the DC books, and we've been talking about how a lot of them are wordy yep. and have all sorts of stuff. Uh, and it's because a lot of those words are wasted. This book had a lot of words in it, but
1: they all worked for me. They're effective words. Yeah, and they—they they let about me get to how good Sarah. the words are. It's
2: not about the num- amount, yes. the number. It's how good they are, and how how important they are, how much they convey the story or don't,
0: yep. or the character. Uh, you know, and, and Sarah Pacelli is doing one of the most beautiful books on the market. Yeah, really. I mean, I, I'm continually like, just wow, that's really good looking. You,
1: you know what I'm really excited about? I'm excited about the change in the power set. Yeah, that, I think I that's hadn't really thought of that. really smart. Instead of just taking, you know, okay, he can stick to walls and shoot webs. Like, no, he can turn invisible. He's got the stinger. It's like it's 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 evolving the idea of Spider Man. It makes sense because if Osborn's still doing the experiments, they would evolve. You know, like and the spider would have different powers. I well, really like that. Like, it's a subtle touch, but I like it. So
0: what people don't understand is that the whole race thing was just a cover for the fact that he was changing the powers. Yeah, exactly. So that he was like,
1: I'll get them to complain about this, <laughs> <So>. <laughs> and nobody seems to be complaining about that. The yeah. only
2: thing I have a problem with, and it's. it's Minor one, it's not a big issue. Is that I can stretch my, my sense of believability with high school students, but as an elementary school student, uh, Miles is way too smart, very damon esque,
1: talks huh? way too How well. He's supposed to be.
2: He said that the opening page says he's an elementary school student in the little opening uh, recap page.
1: Oh, Re- I, I, got, I got a middle school vibe,
2: so yeah, so for me, it was like this kid is not, yeah, you know, 10. Yeah,
1: interesting. Yeah. Hmm. Mm.
2: other than that though it's minor
0: i love his
1: fat friend (laughs) fat nerdy friend i want more of him (laughs) i think you probably will or he might die i don't know um all right rachel rising number two from terry moore either of you guys pick this up or yep no um chilling like if this is a like I, i i got that chilling horror vibe that he's going for and i was like wow i didn't i didn't see it coming He's really going for it. He's really going for it, and like it was that downright freaky at some points. Like the whole the whole scene with the Rachel talking to the mortician, you know, and like that. I, I it was I thought it was great. I just thought it was really good. I got a little. The only thing
0: about this is I actually got a little lost in places. I was like, I don't know what I'm looking at here, but it was a creepy horror movie horror movie kind of thing. Yeah. It, because of that, though, I don't really. I wasn't
1: so into it. Yeah, little little girl's plastic wrap strangle. Yeah, no, I I get Jeez. that. I get but um, that. yeah, no, I I generally don't like the horror genre, and so I so I'll be curious how it goes. But um, yeah, I, just, I continue to be impressed though. Yeah, Wolverine number sixteen, real real briefly. Um, I love the art. I don't know if it fits Wolverine, but I love this score. And well, score, he's he was yeah. the fill in on why. Yeah. Oh, it's great. But it, it, this book did get me my laugh out loud moment. Because um, this is a little little one shot that's continuing the whole it sounds like it's ending it. Yeah, it seems like it. The whole kind of destruction of Wolverine. Wolverine's got yeah. a fear all, and Aaron borrowing bar- <laughs> a borrowing a uh, a uh, Bendis device and doing the talking heads of all the other heroes talking about Wolverine. Which I was like, eh, give or take. But <laughs> Namor, Namor's yeah. comment, a worse swimmer you would you would not want to meet. And then <laughs> and then later on in the book when Wolverine goes. Ah, They're wrong, every damn one of them, and then small text, (laughs) except Namor, I can't swim worth a damn. That callback alone made me laugh out loud.
2: (laughs) That was very funny. This was the the, the wrap-up to his whole breakdown Wolverine story. At the end of this, Wolverine comes back, because he, while living with wolves in the woods, finds this ring of people who are pitting wolves against kids in a ring and filming it for the internet, and so he does what he would expect in, with his claws to these people Yep. and then all of his friends show up to bring him back to to, to society so now he's yep. probably
1: coming back so, yeah, it, was, so and then, it was fine and then they, they herald next issue as a, a starting point so uh, start reading here it says and it's picking up it's tying in the schism so the next chapter of Wolverine will begin will, but, it, will it be 17.1 Uh, no because that's the only way that I know
0: that I can jump on an issue
1: now. Yeah, unless you read New Avengers 16.1, which essentially was just New Avengers number 17. Oh, God, Marvel. So, what? so many problems with this, unfortunately. I mean, the I, New, New Avengers 16.1 on paper should have been a book that I loved because it was Bendis doing a jumping on point with Neil Adams. Wow. Well, I'm glad Bendis can check that off the bucket list that he's working with Neil Adams, but it's like it, it read like a mad magazine. <laughs> I right? like how Bendis. Bendis is just getting it
0: every way this week.
1: Yeah, he really is. Yeah. I mean, like seriously, like like I, I mean, Neil Adams. I know he's getting older and, and and style changed, but like it's gone from he's the the Neil, the photorealistic Neil Adams that I love has become an over overly rendered cartoonist, cartoony style now. Which and and then this was completely not a jumping on point. It completely the only attempt at a jumping on point was the scene with the Avengers where it was over dialogued. And um, and this essentially is just the next issue of the of the of the series. So. These
2: point point have been an utter disaster, except for like one or two. No, but I don't mean yeah. content wise. I just mean yeah. in terms yeah. of marketing, yeah. executing what they're supposed to be, what they represent. Yep, it's it's a
1: disaster. Yep, agreed. And you know, and enough with the 911 stuff at the back. But anyway, that's a whole other story. Um. So yeah. So uh. Yeah, New Avengers 16.1, a shame. But real quickly, I just want to I wanted to praise uh, the Amazing Spider-Man number Six seventy and Venom Number Seven, because when you talk about doing event books and all that sort of stuff, like th- like honestly, this is going in the direction of event book done right, because it- between Amazing Spider-Man and Venom Number Seven, um the story moved forward. Venom tied into Spider Island, but still has the flash stuff going on with it. And there is a scene that both issues share but from different perspectives and they had the same dialogue and it was consistent. And it, if you if you're reading both books, it just was like, oh, cool. Like it was that great shared universe moment that didn't it didn't detract from either issue, but it just made the story that much tighter and stronger. And so I was Have, very very impressed. Having,
0: having not read the Spider Man issue at all, I thought I thought Venom Seven on its own was great. Yep. Yeah. Although although I I thought I thought he was gonna make me cry at the end and he didn't. Yeah. So, did no tear.
1: Yeah. So I mean and that's a sign of a good that's a sign of a good event book. If you enjoyed Venom and you're not reading any of the spider Island stuff and you, they, they did a good job and then yeah, I'm totally I'm, I'm reading Spider-Man and Venom and they worked together in concert perfectly and it was yeah, it was fun. Now while a Geordie Bernet book came
0: out this week, it was not a Jonah Hex book. I got a good Jonah Hex book also, but I also got a good Geordie Bernet book with uh, wonderful colors uh, by David McCaig by the way. Basically, this is American Vampire number 19 is uh, like an origin story for uh, Skinner suite. Uh but the real story for me was just that it Bernay made it look very 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 good. And uh it was a little civil war action going on in here or post civil war actually because it's uh Well,
2: the cap was an Indian, so it wasn't that fight, it fight was, the Indians. It, it was not that far off from his Jonah Hex stuff. It was pretty much the same same genre, same place and time, so it was very familiar but very yes. new at the same
0: time. Yeah. Uh the the colors really let you sort of know you're reading a different thing cuz they look different than Jonah Hex did. Um it was, uh, you know, it's one of those like little stories that maybe isn't going to blow your face off, but it's important to understand who the characters are. I love the, the backstory that these characters have. So
1: there was a dude getting his ears cut off. Yes. And we got to see that, which was fun. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Loved it. The return of Secret Avengers continues with this time Warren Ellis and Kev Walker again proving that you could actually do good Secret Avengers comics. Um, I love Kev Walker.
2: I didn't enjoy this as much as the last.
1: I, I was gonna say though that the McKelvey uh, issue gets a slight ed- edge over this one, but this was still good. I like the big ship separation; it reminded me of Star Trek, <laughs> the saucer sep. <laughs> but um, uh, but I, yeah, but yeah, I give the McKelvey Ellis one uh, uh, an edge over this one, but this was still very enjoyable and shows that this book could actually be good if it's done correctly. Cool. So, yeah.
0: And that's, that's everything that we have to say about the comics, which was a lot, obviously, if you're going to check your watch right now. but We're, we're done now, the- right? We're, yeah, done? <laughs> we're done? We're done. Uh, we're done. We're going to look at the top five picks of the week uh, by percentage by the iFanboy community. And uh, as it goes, number five, Ultimate Spider-Man number two with 3%. Uh, number four, Justice League Dark number one with 5%. Then number three, Flash number one with 10%. All-Star Western number one with 17%. And Aquaman number one was the favorite, 59%. Uh, that's been pretty much the dominant book this week for everybody. Crazy. Look at a couple of user reviews. First up is Far Side 0013, with, uh, talking about Ghostbusters 1, now an ongoing. give the story a 3 out of 5, and the art a 5 out of 5. Nobody had it for pick of the week. And the whole review is I've always been a Ghostbuster fan, but for whatever reason, I've never liked any of the comics based on the franchise enough to make it a regular read until this one. I think a lot of that has to do with the art, since the cartoon style does a better job of showing the world of Ghostbuster live and, and is fun and exciting, despite the occasional eldritch horror they have to face. It is also evocative of the cartoon series, even though it is a new design for a team that is closer in line to the original actors story wise. It does a good job of uh, setting up the characters. Uh, and the feeling of a challenge coming on the level of Gozer, while at the same time doing a great job capturing the essence of each of the characters as well as the pacing of the humor from the movies. Overall, if you're a fan of Ghostbusters, this is a great offering from IDW that I recommend you pick up. I'll certainly be sticking with it.
1: Um, I think that here's our error in the script. He gave the story a four out of five. Sorry, that was a typo. Okay. So a story of four out of five, or five out of five of Ghostbusters. There you go. Ray. (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> I've got the Blu-ray here. I'll just watch that. Yeah, true. Yeah. I always got. It's, I was it's hard help. to
2: capture those. I mean, licensed properties. The question is always capturing the actors, but in this case, those particular actors. How can you capture Bill Murray on a page?
1: Yeah. I mean, it's like it's funny. We, you, everyone, always scratched their head as to why did they change the cartoon so dramatically? Because I think they just didn't even try to compete with what I the think, cartoon was. You know, with yeah. what the movie was. So it's a tough, it's a tough road to hoe. So glad he liked it though. Um Conversely, uh, Corey Roche reviewed Kick-Ass 2 number 4 and gave the story a 1 out of 5 and the art a 2 out of 5. And nobody made it their pick of the week. And this excerpt from Corey Roche's review of Kick-Ass 2 number four says, I read comic books because they're fun, they're entertaining, and ultimately I find them pleasurable. I'll spare you, spare you the long discourse about the various cathartic pleasures derived from drama, violence, comedy, etc. But what I saw in Kick-Ass 2 simply didn't provide any release for me. It simply wasn't, it simply wasn't enjoyable anymore, and I'm worse, off, I'm worse off for having read it. Thanks, Mark <laughs> Miller. I've enjoyed your work so far. I'll probably keep reading some things, but I've had my fill of this. Goodbye. Goodbye, Good- sir. This Good day, sir. This uh, Miller loves to push the envelope, and this in, uh, included murdering children and rape. So, yeah, go with it. I think I didn't. I, I didn't go with it. I didn't. <laughs> yeah, I. I, I it's a sad
2: to think of the first mini was so much fun and interesting, and everybody was talking about it. And this mini is almost completely under the radar. Oh, it's the completely.
1: People, it, yeah, it's, it's not. It's not even, doesn't even matter. Yeah. People because who are was, talking about it are split down the middle. Yeah.
0: Because that story was done. Yep. Mm-hmm. And this is just like, what else can I squeeze out of it? I, I don't, I mean, I can't even say that. I, I haven't read it, but yeah. that's what it feels like. It's what it felt like all along, and that's what the reaction feels like.
1: Yep. Yeah. Um, oh, well. So go to slash comics. You can do your pull list, then you could rate and review your books, and we might re- read a review of your your comics on the show. Sure, words are fun. Um, (laughs) We're going to skip the email this week because we ran long, but you can email us at contact.fanboy.com. So we wanted to revisit our voicemails to remind you that we do have a voicemail line. You can call in and ask us questions, just like Dave.
2: Hey, guys. It's Dave in Washington, D.C. I have a question. I have two questions, actually. first question is um, wondering where the best comic book museums that
1: you guys have been to or heard about are. Um, And the second question is related. I'm wondering who has the the biggest collections of of, uh, comic book original art or comic book, you know, uh, I don't
0: know, related things that would be cool for for museums. Um, Thought you'd be a good resource. Let
2: me
1: know. Thanks. Here in America, you've got, um, in America... You've got. Um, it, it, unfortunately, it just passed, so you just missed it. But next year, if you want to plan to go to the Baltimore Comic Con, Steve Jeppy opened a, the owner of Diamond, ironically opened a museum down in Baltimore. It's and I believe it's right by Camden Yards and the Babe Ruth stuff and all that sort of stuff. And it's a comics museum, and it contains a lot of stuff from his collection because he spent a lot of his fortune over the years on comics. But this is supposed to be it's supposed to be really impressive. I haven't been there, but when we were at Baltimore Comic Con, I knew people who went to check it out and said it was really cool. So that's an option. Also, here in San Francisco, there's this comic book cartooning and art, uh, comic art museum or something like that. It's small. It's a bit more of an art gallery. And if you're in, if you're ever in San Francisco, you want to check it out, look at what they're displaying. Like I, A couple of years ago, before Gene Collin passed away, they had a Gene Cullen exhibit, and Gene Cullen came and did his talk and all that sort of stuff. It's cool, but it's less of a museum and more of a gallery kind of setting.
0: There's in New York. There's there's Moca, the Museum of Cartoon and Comic Art. Yep, or I might have that mixed up. I've been there once. It's a kind of actually a little small room, sort of on an upper floor. But it, uh, and they they have rotating exhibits and some permanent stuff. Um, it yeah, was I think, pretty I interesting.
1: Think Moca and the car- Cartoon Art Museum here in San Francisco are very similar in that they're small yeah. and they do kind of rotating exhibits that sort of thing. Uh, uh,
0: you know, I've been to a, a few exhibits over the years that aren't permanent. Yeah. That that would have been really interesting. I I went to a a, a museum, uh, the Museum of Jewish. Uh, I think it was the the Jewish museum. I think it was what it was called uh, on the, on the upper East side. Uh, and they had a, a exhibit of Jewish art- artists and uh, there was some amazing stuff there. Bernie Kriegstein, Jack Kirby pages, Chris Ware, original art, uh, you know, stuff like that. It was, it was mind blowing. Yeah those are the ones as
1: far as collections go i don't I, I don't know if anybody was like oh my god this amazing collection that's going to be in a museum one day or G- whatever Gappy. but well Geppy, yeah but honestly i and i've heard about it from talking to people in the comics industry but jonathan ross's collection is supposed to be legendary um, he's the British, uh, TV host, uh, chat show host, and he's written, wrote turf for image comics. He has an entire room in his house, a very large room dedicated to comics. And it's like pristine and it's all like up on the wall. And you know, another case of somebody who's made a lot of money and spent it on comics, but, uh, and one the cage, he, he sold it. Did he? Did yeah. he actually? could he actually find a buyer? Yeah, no, and then and then he tried oh. to buy stuff back, didn't he? Like that, was, yeah, because he saw, when he was with season but, of the witch did well. I need to buy Superman back when he was with Pre, when he was with Presley. Didn't she make him sell it?
2: Yes. Yeah.
1: So, that's awful. Yeah.
2: In, in terms of creators, Mark Wade apparently has a you know, legendary, humongous collection of
1: comics. Yeah, I'm not surprised.
2: But there's I think there's also a subculture of really, really rich guys who you don't know about. Yep. Who, who mm-hmm. collect a lot of com- comic stuff. Apparently, or, that's there, on the market of like auctions and stuff. There's a, there's a secret yeah. grouping of people that buy these things.
1: And there's also uh, on the original art size, there there are people. I've heard rumblings and stuff like that. But there are people who just buy every page from landmark issues, like they have you know. entire the t- issue. You know. you know a couple of guys who have amazing art collections are
0: uh, Phil Hester and Eric Larson. Yes. You can yep. see them talking to each other on Twitter every once in a while about pages they have, yep. and it's it's jaw dropping. Yep. It's amazing. When I was a little kid I went to a comic exhibit at the Portland Museum of Art in Portland, Maine, and they had two pages from the Dark Knight Returns and I still remember looking at them. I could tell you which pages they were. And wow. it was like it was it was transformative.
1: Yeah.
0: Like I'm I work in comics now. So <laughs> <laughs> yep. Like so. and I remember that I was like 12 and I was like that's those are so good looking.
1: So next week we'll go back to your uh, emails and voicemails so be sure to write in at, at com and call in at 1888fanboys it's 18883262697 we're overdue so call in with your questions we want to hear from you and we'll get them on the show uh, more in October so
2: yay now that our long national nightmare is over
1: <laughs> I, we really can't complain about having to read too many comics I know yeah it's
2: oh, hard. I, it's hard. I had a good time except for this I week this too, week was rough but yeah. the first three weeks were fun yeah I had a good time
0: it's, 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 it'll be nice to pick and choose a little more yeah. is what I'm saying
2: I have to go back and listen to the shows to remember which ones I'm picking
0: up yeah <laughs> I know <laughs> I, there's gonna be a lot of decisions at the store you like I, I don't know if I liked it that much
1: on, on Wednesday we went through the all 52 at the store and as opposed to doing keeping or not keeping we did marry kill or fuck <laughs> Which made it a lot more fun. Which yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. True I might that. buy Superman too. Just <laughs> just because. out of curiosity.
0: Oh, I just I it's you know like self self-mutil- That's self mutilation. Yeah, fucking.
1: <laughs> Fuck okay. It. okay.
0: I can't. Is that worse than than the walk across America? I don't know. Like it's new lows of yeah. What you, uh, just what do you do with think. that? Yeah. We got podcasts coming up, by the way, people. Just this don't miss podcast that comes out every Monday. Uh, this week we're talking to Josh Vialkov about his his image book Last of the Greats. Uh, we just talked about his work with Live Vampire, and and uh, you, you'll see his name around a lot more. But this is his big new series for Image. We've been doing Talksploed podcasts too, uh, which are interview shows. This last week we had JH Williams III and W Hayden Blackman, who uh, did the new Batwoman issue and series and we also talked to Mitch Garrods about the activity which is a series he's doing creator on series with Nathan Edmondson uh, and there's a first ever preview of that book from image on comics like yep. from image those were fun conversations and Then next week I've got another one coming out on Thursday Uh, that I don't believe you're going to want to miss. It's a making comics conversation with Blair Butler and Charles Soule. And we talk about getting started making comics, uh, writing them most specifically, uh, how it works with different publishers, especially Image, because that's sort of the one real place to get it done in a professional way. It was a long conversation, and it was a lot of craft and a lot of business stuff, and it was uh, really interesting.
1: So was it not Alan Moore?
0: He didn't show up.
1: He was supposed oh. to, though, but, yeah.
0: I couldn't figure out Skype. <laughs>
1: Jeez. All right, you can find all of that at ifanboy.com, which is the website we call home. You can find all those podcasts, The talks, Splodes and Don't Misses, as well as uh, the Pick of the Week, the Review, my review of The Flash this week, as well as all the previous other picks of the weeks, including other great articles by Paul and Jim and Mike and the, everybody else uh, on the iFanboy writing staff. Some great comic book discussion going on recently, um, so you definitely want to check that out. Go to ifanboy.com slash about, where you can see all the links to uh, uh, to our staff and the various social network links. You can follow us on Twitter and places like that. Be sure to follow iFanboy on Twitter twitter.com ifanboy, or stay in touch on facebook.com slash ifanboy. We also do a video show. comes out every Wednesday. Last week, uh, we took a look at Brian K. Vaughn's career, and now that he's back to comics, it's good to start talking about him again. And next Next week, uh, we're doing a little bit of an anthology. Josh, is going to be talking about some uh, lettering effects. Uh, I'm going to go stop by Ape, uh, the Alternative Press Expo here in San Francisco. And Paul returns to the show with uh, something you're not going to want to miss. So uh, definitely tune into that night on Wednesday.
0: You can uh, contact us at com via email or leave us a voicemail at 888-FANBOYS, which is three two six two six nine seven. 2697 We will be returning to this stuff on the show uh, because we can't continue to read and talk about this many comics. Yeah. It's, just, it's, too, it's too much. Can't have it.
2: Yep. People always say, you talk about more books, this is why we can't.
1: <laughs> exactly.
2: Finally, if you like your show on this show or the Don't Miss show or the video show or any of the shows you listen to, write a review on iTunes. It's how people find their podcasts. It's how you can give back just a little bit without very much effort. Just go on iTunes and write a review. It doesn't even have to be a good one. We, you know, we'd like a good one, but <laughs> be honest. <laughs>
0: Be honest in your review, or don't, it's not, like, it's, it's not like we don't deserve somebody being honest about how they feel about us at this point. <laughs>
2: exactly. So please go on iTunes and tell people how, what you think. It really helps them. We thank you very much. Even better is to tell your friends, your comic store owner, buddies, your mom, because moms like to hear about Josh fucking Superman. <laughs>
1: that's,
2: a, that's a weird
0: That's Awkward. a weird grouping of words.
2: Yeah. <laughs> it's an all-ages show, except when it's not.
1: <laughs> oh, I don't man. have to bleep ready at all. Oh, man. Anyway. <laughs> Well, I just want to I just want to congratulate you guys. We did it. We survived it. We managed through September (laughs) a lot of comics it was very difficult it was it was was a tough it was we heated the call we took it and so I think maybe next week we should kind of revisit and identify our numbers of how many we're sticking with I think that'll be interesting how many we're going to stick with and how many we're not going to and that sort of thing six I think it's six this week (laughs) (laughs) I forgot my number yeah anyway so until next week and a a much uh, we're going to be back to our normal hour or so uh, just under an hour length this will be the last of the extended September episodes we hope you all enjoyed it Um, so until then I'm Ron I'm Connor I'm
0: Josh and thank you